You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Mariners had a very, very busy offseason. It never really stops with that front office. Let's talk to Doug Miller, a Seattle resident, one of my favorite colleagues, and a, uh, a Mariners observer. So let's talk to him about what he thinks about what's going on with the Mariners. I'm Allison Sutter. Doug, I want to get your perspective because you obviously are not like a regular beat writer on the Mariners beat, but you are around the team all the time. So it's always fun to get a fresh perspective. When you look at this rotation, I mean, let's start with the rotation as far as compared to maybe some of the stronger teams in the division, I feel like this is the division of the uncertain rotations. Like nobody has this like really dominant uh, rotation. Where do you think that the, the Mariners starting staff, where do you think that they kind of rank as far as being able to, you know, finish high in this division? Yeah. You know, Hey, by the way, thank you for the, the kind words. I, I, I think I might be more of an irregular observer, but, uh, I, re- I try not to use the word irregular in any of my <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> you know, I think that the rotation as it stands now is, you know, they finally completed it just, just recently with the trade for Drew Smiley from, from Tampa Bay. And, uh, before that getting, uh, Giovanni Gallardo from Baltimore, I think that what the Mariners are hoping for is the solid because we can't be spectacular. And that kind of fits, I think, for the rest of the division. I, I think the Angels, you have major injury questions. The Rangers look really good up top with Darvish and Cole Hamels, and, you know, who knows beyond that. The A's are a work in progress. And uh, the Astros, you know, were disappointing last year from a starting pitching standpoint, and I'm not really sure how much better they got. They, they need to rely on big bounce back from Keuchel and go from there. So if you look at the Mariners, you've got Felix up top, and he's obviously not what he used to be. He's got a ton of innings on that arm, even though he's only, you know, 31 years old, which is kind of hard to believe. But, you know, he'll, he's solid if he stays healthy. Hisashi Okuma, solid if he stays healthy. James Paxton, possibly really good but he never seems to stay healthy. Smiley, same thing. Gallardo, you know, innings. Hopefully they get 180 to 200 innings out of him. And, you know, I think that if you look beyond the pitching, the moves, some of the moves, they've made so many moves, but some of the moves, the bulk of the moves that they've made this winter are clearly aiming to kind of turn this team into maybe something like a Kansas City Royals blueprint where, no pun intended, but where you make your pitching staff better by adding some really good defenders. And if you look, trading for Gerard Dyson, getting this guy Mitch Hanniger, to who potentially could start in right field in the Arizona deal, in the Gene Segura deal, where they got rid of Taiwan Walker, another supposedly very good defender. You already have Ben Gamble, who's a good defender. You already have Guillermo Heredia, whose specialty is defense. You have one of the best center fielders in the American League last year in Leonis Martin. So that looks like a lights-out outfield defensively. And that's going to make your pitching a lot better. No, that's true. Um, I mean, like, like you say, there's so many injury question marks just around some of the, the starting pitchers. Um, yeah, it is interesting because I was looking at all the moves that they were making. They were being so aggressive. But uh, like Gerard Dyson and, and players like that, they're um, you know, really, really solid supplemental players for a team like the Royals, you know, that um, they, they add that extra that can push them toward a championship. Uh, but the thing that the Royals also had 
was a just rock solid bullpen. Um, and with the bullpen and the defense, that's really what was the name of the game. So in terms of the bullpen for the Mariners, how do you see them sort of shaping up? Is it a, is it a real strong one? I think it can be a strength. I mean, you never know. There, there's a couple of things. First of all, they have tried to strengthen it this winter. They, as part of the, you know, I guess it would be a, del- a deluge of moves uh, in the last couple of weeks that, one day where they traded, they made a trade with Atlanta and then kind of flipped one of the pieces from Atlanta to Tampa to get through Smiley. Kind of one of the under under the radar moves there was getting Shea Simmons um, from the Braves. And I think that, you know, he's a hard throwing right hander. If he's all the way back from his Tommy John surgery, as he appears to be, uh, he could be a, a, you know, a valuable piece in the bullpen. They like uh, Dan Altavia, who had a little bit more than a cup of coffee, maybe like three cups of coffee last year. Uh, throws very hard. They like him. They signed uh, one of their only free agent signings that they that they did this this winter was um, getting uh, Mark Zepchinski, um as as to be their lefty specialist, and um, they like him a lot. He obviously is is death on left handers, and then you know they're giving the ball to Edwin Diaz on opening day, and they're saying, "Kid, you're our closer." Opening day on. Now, this is a bit of a difference from a guy who kind of came out of nowhere, was a starting prospect in the minors. They kind of decided to change him into a reliever because they liked his two-pitch mix better than his three pitches as a starter. And he took over for for C-check probably around July, I think, and was pretty incredible in that role. Well, think, you know, now they're, now they're handing the ball to him on day one and saying, you're our horse, you're our ninth-inning guy. We'll see how he deals with that and how he deals with the hitters adjusting to him after seeing him for, you know, a little bit more than half a season. But uh, I think that the uh, the Mariners are, are hoping that this is a, a very good bullpen. They, I mean, there's a lot of velocity there, and there's kind of a, you know, the, the left-handed uh, switch-up guy with Sochinski. When you look, you know, I, Richard Justice does a lot of the Angels podcast with us, and uh, we were discussing one day that Fangraphs had them at like 84 wins, which just blows my mind um, because that's just a huge amount of, um, of wins to make up for. Um, who and, has who? I think Fangraphs has them at like. Who, has, who, who does he have? He has the Mariners at 84. No, no the Angels. Fangraphs sorry, a- Angels. Oh, the Angels. Um, okay. Yeah, and so I just thought that was like, and that would be assuming that like their entire battered uh, starting rotation is going to be like come back healthy, which uh, is hard to do, you know, in one off season to fix all those arms and, and have everybody back at full force. But um, I just thought that was interesting. And so when you, what it tells me is that uh, this division is not very good, quite frankly. Um, and maybe that's being a little harsh, but like in your, you know, I'm putting you on the spot. It's January and I can't stand it when people do this, but predict for me, um, you know, mid-September. I mean, do you, do you see this as being like maybe the A's is the only team that's out of it? Um, and then there'd be like four teams that could possibly win this division. Um, hmm. I, I guess I'll go on a limb too. I, I don't think, yeah, I agree with you on the A's. I think they're out of it. I think they're kind of rebuilding yes. and, I don't think that's a secret, really. No. Um, The Angels, to me, could potentially be a contender, but I just think there are way too many question marks. that They they really cannot afford to have, like, a single injury, you know, and they need the guys around Trout to carry their weight, like, to the extent of, like, not having career years, but, like, almost every position player 
has to have a good year, and the pitching has to stay intact. And I, I you know, I don't even think they're done rounding out their starting rotation. Like I'm not even sure who's who's really in their starting rotation yet, other than a couple of guys. So I think they're a little bit too iffy. Now the Mariners, you know, won 85 games last year, and they, I think they've gotten better, but they still have to get, you know, they still have to get quite a bit better to get to where the Rangers were last year. And, you know, the Astros started off so poorly last year and then, you know, we're, we're a lot better and they've, they've done significant work in strengthening their team. So I still see it as kind of about a, a, a Texas uh, two-step for the time being. And I like what the Mariners have done philosophically, but I'm not sure if it's enough firepower wise to get them past those top two teams. Yeah, I kind of see the Rangers as starting to fade a little bit um, just because I'm not really crazy about their rotation at all. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about Mariners winning 84, 85 games and all it would take is maybe 88 wins, um, you know, to win the division. And the Astros Oh, well, what, the Rangers won 95 last year? I, um, yeah, something like that. I it was way up I wasn't, there. I mean, I wasn't too thrilled about the Rangers rotation last year either. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they still won 95 games. And and it could be because the, the division isn't so hot. But the Astros, you know, with with some of the moves they've made, I mean, they just they just look like they've really fortified their their general depth chart. And but again, it, it's it really all comes down to the arms. And uh as we've stated before, right. A lot of a lot of question marks all over the board with each each one of these teams as far as pitching. Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, but yeah, the Mariners always—they uh, always have an exciting end of the season. I know they're just looking to make their ne- ne- that next step. So I would not be surprised if they were still making a push toward the end of the regular season. So all right, and you we know, shall if, see. if any general manager might not be finished yet, it, it seems like it's Jerry Depoto. So <laughs> that's true. Like poor Greg Johns—he was scared to even take like a lunch break off um, because you just never know what he's going to do. So. Well, you know, okay. the, those writing muscles, they atrophy after a while if you don't use them every day. So he's really getting his exercise in. <laughs> it's always good because when we get to spring training and we're a little rusty, so um, it's good to get the wheels turning a little early. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Doug, thank you so much. Appreciate you filling in, and we'll, uh, we'll hit you up again soon. Always a pleasure, Allison. Take care. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.